Yeah. This yeah. episode of Turning This Car Around is brought to you by John Armstrong saying, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I hate myself. You know what? Yeah, that's fine. I don't hate you, but I, I can if you need me to. All right. We're, I'm starting again right now. Do a plain old sponsor. This episode of Turning This Car Around is brought to you by Day One. Go to dayoneapp.com to learn more. I'm John Maltz. I'm Lex Friedman. I'm John Armstrong. Welcome to Turning This Car Around. I wanted to make sure somebody hit that D there. Well, <laughs> it's not turning this car around apostrophe. No, that's it's not right. turning this car around. It's check your it's check your pop screen day. Pop. Yeah. Oh, you're checking pop. your pop screen. Yeah, pop it. I got to pop this. I'm, I got a pop screen. I'm. There's a lot of stuff I'm doing over here right now. <laughs> this is a professional operation. I <laughs> yeah, understand. fully. I mean, if you could see right now what my setup looks like, I have got a a curved foam situation blocking room sounds which probably isn't working at all but um it looks awesome it looks super pro all of it without pants only the best for our listeners by the way uh we have a topic this should sell like a cone of silence thing like a big uh thing that you just like wear over your head on your head mm. <laughs> like at a like those umbrella he- hats oh yeah with like yeah with a sound deadening right yeah made of sound deadening material mm-hmm <laughs> Well, I, I, I want to. We're going to talk something. about the art of podcasting for a little while before we get into. <laughs> yeah, so well, that's, that's the real topic of the show, right? It's <laughs> it's accidental fatherhood podcast. We mostly talk about podcast technology, <laughs> equipment. The um, but so the speaking of this podcast, it is I would say the two most life changing events in my life were meeting the two of you and starting this show, and that's a lie, and that <laughs> outranked only by uh, becoming a dad. And, are either of you fathers? <laughs> I am not at this time. I just play one on the internet. I'm hanging up. I'm just hanging up. I'm quitting the show. That's it. I'm done. That's it. I'm out of here. Uh, yeah, I'm a dad. I really am. Two yeah. kids. Uh, yeah. It's a big deal becoming a dad. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. Uh, there's a book called yeah. the... Uh, I the think ex- Wi-Fi changed my life more. Oh, yeah. Don't you? Don't you? I think Wi-Fi makes parenting easier. That's for sure. Well, yeah. I think it makes parenting less attentive. It can. Which is means easier. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's just another That's... word for easy. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, you know what? I don't know about that whole less attentive thing. My parents turned me loose. You know, like what? Go play, kid. Go. Summertime. Yeah. Get out of here. They, I didn't see them for hours at a time. No technology. Nothing. Like, so why is Timmy in the corner on the iPad using Wi-Fi to get sesame street any like i don't know like any different yeah <laughs> I, I don't know is it always timmy it's, it can it, be it timmy. timmy last time it was timmy yeah well billy it's it's timmy again the, the the wi-fi problem for parenting for me is that i just i'm more distractible myself mm. like i could be parenting you but there's all this twitter to read yes there is that but did that change when you i mean my twitter what is happened going after on? <laughs> is there so is somebody like doing some i'm not right this was not me that this was, is that was the friedman house somebody got shot over here <laughs> okay well do you need to call 911 or what it is new jersey <laughs> no we're good now there was a there's a lot of kids out there and i'm gonna I get asked, the jersey stuff in every chance i get I, I texted my wife and asked her if she could uh close my door for me and she did and it was very loud Oh, that's it was it slam! Yeah, it was, was, was an unintentional thing. It had been stuck, so she gave it a little bit of a yank. Mm. 
And uh, that's yeah. all that was. <laughs> okay. She she apologizes to the podcast listeners, <laughs> and no one says she says you can all bite her. No, she didn't say that. <laughs> I'm I'm volunteering that for her. You're yeah yeah. That was the subtext. I I mean we've talked about before on the show how you have kids and then you're like, what did I used to do with all my free time? Right. And then for me, I had that conversation with myself twice more when I had the second kid and the third kid. Like, what did I do? Where did all that other time? What was I doing with it before? Um, but what we went changed, out a lot more. I mean. <laughs> Pre-kid, yeah. post-kid, what changed? All right, you go first. Give one. Okay, my first thing is my emotions. I got I got an emotional tweak. Mm. Not that I was cold or distant before. You were. <laughs> Only to you. But <laughs> it was that I, I felt deeper. Like there's this new, my sister described it as the, the love inside of you. And get ready, violins. Oh my God. The love inside of you expands. And she was right. I mean, it's super, you know, feely and touchy feely, but it's the truth. Because suddenly here's this person you have to take care of. You're making a person. You've made the physical person. Now you have to make them, you know, you're in charge of them now to make other parts of them. Like, you don't want to turn them into a criminal. At least I didn't. <laughs> so, oh you're, oh, you're doing it different than I am. Really? <laughs> I'm training a supervillain over here. That's right. Oh, Dr. Hmm. Hatred Von Evil. <laughs> Building okay. his lair under the volcano on the weekends. I, I don't know if I cry more uh, than I used to, but I would say, because I was already a pretty good yeah, right. crier. <laughs> I cried so much. It would be but, hard to actually cry more. I mean, you know, they say, well, once you're a parent, you'll understand. And that always pissed me off because I, I'm a human. I have empathy already, even though I'm not a parent. But where I used to be able to watch a TV show about kidnapping or where there's like, you know, law and order and there's like some accused child molester and I would just watch it and be a, an audience participant watching the show mouth agape and say, Oh, it's a good entertaining TV show. Now, sometimes like if, if a baby is in peril or if a kid's in peril, it's harder for me than it used to be, which is stupid. And I can't believe it. And I laugh at my former self, you asshole thinking that you understood because I really didn't quite, didn't, yeah. but uh, I feel those things more than I used to. Finding Nemo used to bring me to tears all the time. <laughs> That's a t after, that's some tough after, moments. You know, after having him. Having yeah. My kids won't watch it. Really? Really. They they, they got scary? so upset the first time. Yeah. When the, you know, mom gets uh We, sh lost we skipped forever. over that the first time, the first number of times that <laughs> we, we showed didn't. it to him. <laughs> we just, just like the whole thing. And then something happens to mom. <laughs> We're going to move to the next chapter. Fast forward. <laughs> <laughs> Earmuffs. That's uh that's good. That's no, good. There's some stuff in Nemo that's pretty intense. You know, I mean, uh, the thin, the thin, yeah, there's just all this. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's rough. Yeah. The whole thing. Right. Well, just, but, I mean, you know, now I've seen it so many times. I'm just like, yeah, man, you know, you're numb. I'm, ta I'm tapped out. Yeah. I'm numb. <laughs> to, I'm well to everything now. Is but, the mother dead yet? But is, also is all Moltz was thinking the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> can we turn, can we bring him back into the room? Is, is Nemo too <laughs> going to be Nemo's dad hooking up with, you know, Dory? Dory? Yeah. I don't think so. I don't know. But uh, before, so when, um, when the first was on the way, I, they have all these books for women. Moms have tons of books about being pregnant and rightly so their body's changing, all this stuff's going on. And so there's several books that, uh, are there for women. For men, there's not as many, but I found one called the expectant father and it's pretty good. The one thing that kind of got me was make sure you have $30,000 in savings before you start your family. <laughs> 
Yeah. Which that is great like advice. I, I also like The Expectant Father, by the way, by Armin Brat and yeah. Jennifer Ash. Yep. And he's a good dude. Um, I think I met him at a conference. I'm not sure. He was there. When he walks around with people, does he walk arm in arm? Um, <laughs> okay. I don't believe so. Was, There's that no was an arm in joke. There's no entourage. <laughs> No, but I had something, but it was, I mean, obviously it was more adoptive related. Um, uh, and then we also, we also, I mean, we read a bunch of books about China. Was mm, it interesting? Which was an, an interesting, yeah, I mean, kind of a Was it The Art on, of War? Is that Japanese? That <laughs> <laughs> I had already read The war, Art of War, but uh, no, I read like a history book of China. Mm. Um, and then a really, and then a really terrible book about the, what the Japanese did. Okay, and, here it goes. Here we are. we've started now with the offending of the peoples. Well, was that be, so? But tell me more. Why did you decide to to research China? Was it you wanted to just understand his ancestry more, or like yeah. you wanted to know how to navigate and, the waters? And we were while and we were going to the country, so I didn't want to be a complete idiot about China. Right. The, the number one thing is there. They just call it food. So you should remember that. <laughs> I think we covered that one in the food episode. They, call, they just called China home. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> they just call the fine plates the you know the fine china they just call the plates okay the plates the good uh, fix plates. that in post for me thank you yes. take take everything lex said out <laughs> so just that's, a minute of silence when we talk about when you mention nemo though i want to hear more about the 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 adoption preparation books because i read a ton of, of fatherhood books but to me the single biggest change pre and post fatherhood besides the obvious of you know having kids to take care of versus not is i I watch way less television and I read way fewer books. Yes. Yes. And, and like I said, we go out so much less. We used to go out all the time. That, yeah, that's and a big change. Meet the, friends at a, at a pub or something and hang out for hours. Yeah. Media consumption, media consumption, uh, social life and bank account all change. Yes. Bank account before, before, <laughs> before we got him, I was considering buying a motorcycle. <laughs> Now, is yeah. it only the money that, that makes you not buy a motorcycle now? Um, no, it's not only the money. Um, it's the I don't think part, I, right? I, I was looking at them, but I don't think I really was going to, I don't think I would have ended up doing it anyway. Um, my dad's brother died on a motorcycle and, and hmm. I think if, if I had bought a motorcycle, I think my dad would have been really upset about that. Um, would have worried about it all the time. Yeah. And I, I don't think I wanted it that badly anyway. I was expressly... Plus, I'd, I'd look like a, I'd look like an idiot on a motorcycle. Oh no, you wouldn't. You look super hot. <laughs> I can picture it now. Leather jacket, the whole thing. I mean, you already look super hot, but still, no. This would turn it up to super, 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 hot. super two, hot. Two, Maybe super. too hot. Maybe a little too hot. Too hot, sure. When you mentioned the motorcycle, though, I was thinking like, I really want to skydive. I don't think I want to skydive regularly, but I want to try it. I don't want to bungee jump because that to me feels like cheating, much scarier than oh. skydiving somehow the i think like the hitting the peak and then going back up and not knowing when it's going to happen is much different from you know i'm falling slowly and i see where the ground is um but i didn't do it before i had kids and now i had a assure lauren that i wouldn't do it until they were in college now she's offended that i would do it at all she thinks it's terrible and is not at all interested in joining me so it won't, it won't be a tandem jump with the wife mm. but uh, i feel like if i wait until they're in college that's that's reasonable because now they now they don't have to grow up without a dad. Now they just have to live their adult life without a dad. If the worst were to happen, I'm not planning on dying during. It's not. This is not like a long term suicide plan. But uh, which is, by the way, Thank the God. name of my parenting. That's book. a different. That's in a different binder. <laughs> yeah. My book, my fatherhood book, is a long term suicide plan. But I, um, 
Uh, but no, I mean, that's that's another change, right? Is that nor if yeah. if I had decided mm-hmm. that I was brave enough and eager enough to do it prior to having kids, I would just have done it over my wife's wishes. But now I'm waiting until uh, they're college-aged over my wife's wishes. Either way, it's going to be over Lauren's wishes. That's the key point. Do you guys remember the, the Australian dude, the adventure guy, like he'd wrestle alligators and stuff, and then he died in some crazy yeah. scuba diving accident? Yeah. And that happened, I think, pretty early on in my oldest's life. And I remember, I think I wrote a blog post about it, but it just, it struck me as, you know, I'm not, not doing things like, you know, most of the things I want to do, I'm doing. So if I want to go snowboarding, I go snowboarding. If I want to ride a bike, I ride a bike, whatever, you know, I'm not a thrill seeker, really. Like not, that's not me. I was the, you know, my, my ancestors were the people in the cave going, let's not go over there. Let's not eat that thing that fell out of that chicken's ass. Let's not do that. <laughs> I was the people, I was the one. I got who was, let's eat now. the other thing that fell out of the chicken's vagina. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Mm-hmm. No, no. What I'm saying is, is that I, as a person, my heritage, I believe is to be a little more cautious. Mm. And, um, so I don't thrill seek. I, I, I did want a motorcycle, but I was expressly forbidden. Right. I mean, I've never done any kind of thrill-seeking thing. It's just that I've decided that I want to do the jump. Yeah, just the one. And I, the I get that. I mean, I get, I get the idea of into Normandy. Yeah, you know, reenacting, larping, yeah. World War II or whatever. But I, I get scared, like <laughs> truly, genuinely, a feeling of of fear if I'm on a tall building and look up. Like if I'm on the Eiffel Tower and I look up or whatever, that's to me scarier than looking down for some reason. So I'm not, I'm not really great at heights. It's a problem that I'm tall because just standing, I get a no, little you're not tense at, all you're the time. You're not good at depths. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I don't. Uh, it's different. Yeah, I, I'm not a normal thrill seeker. Is that for some reason? I don't know. It's just I, I had often thought that if I were super old, uh, like an at death's door, so I'm 117 years old and I'm ready to die, mm-hmm. that a fun way to die might be jumping off a building because then you're like just flying for a few seconds and then oh now you're dead. Huh. Yeah. Well, that's one way to go. This this is uh, is turning into like death wish. How to off off Lex. (laughs) Lex wants to die. Here's how. Which I think we agreed we were all going to save for another show. Well, how much do you think about your death then in terms of your children? Well, we did. I mean, one of the I think we actually had to do this for the adoption process, but we, you know, went out and got a will. that's good. We, that's good. When we did the deed. <laughs> <laughs> well, did you, did, but do you have any like, you know, retirement savings that would, that that's accelerated or different or, you know, like your future planning, like college, anybody? Yeah. Yeah. I have, we have three just kind of regular savings accounts, one for each kid. Uh, that's for their college. We did one of those, what do you call them for the oldest? Those fancy education. Is that what it is? It's a bank account. That's yeah, that's right. To, 527. Yeah. So we yeah. did one. Stuffed, stuffed mattress. For my oldest. <laughs> and we didn't do it for the other two because it was just so annoying with the first one. Um, what was annoying about it? Uh, process. The, the process. And like there's limitations on how and when you can use the funds. Yeah. Uh, it has to be used for education. You can transfer it from one person to another, but it also wasn't doing getting great returns. So right now they're getting like virtually no returns the other accounts, but they're all mm. they, they will all have college educations in theory. We we should be able to afford them by the time it rolls around. Okay, so but you are planning that that was that something you did before kids, even thinking about, "Oh, I need to have money for a potential kids or several kids education." I mean, 
Because I didn't think like that at all. I didn't think I was going to have kids. I started uh, not not explicitly because I started having you know retirement accounts early, retirement mm. accounts early. Mm. But in terms of, I think I underestimated just how expensive college would be. Yeah. Um, because I think it's. I mean, I don't know. I can't imagine. I think that the vast majority of people are going to end up going to state schools and or college prices and going to have to change dramatically over the next 10, 15 years. Cause I don't see how it can keep going the way it's going. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think that's, you know, that the, the future thinking that was a part of my life that didn't exist really. Like, like thinking about, future in terms of year segments like it was more like well i'm doing this now and you know and then when it was like okay I'm, i want i want kids that really started to change everything in terms mm -hmm. of my thinking have you about have you always life. freelanced i mean were you always yeah like a, yeah okay. um because I, I was working i was working a desk job you know i mean my wife and i were both working for companies and yeah. so we already had like 401k plans and and the place that i was working was a financial services company so it was really good I, so. yeah, well, I worked in the tech, so I was part of the, I moved to San Francisco as part of the first web thing. And so that did not go so hot. Um, as you might recall, uh, there were a lot of layoffs <laughs> and then it was difficult. I to do find remember work. reading something about that. Yes. <laughs> right. So I had, I actually had to cash out my 401k for one of my, from one of my jobs that wow. was, you know, I had a couple of full-time jobs, but I had to cash it out to, to, you know, See, yeah. if you're in the financial services industry, the government just gives you the, you know, just covers it for you. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet. Wow. That, that did not happen in the company that I worked. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, so I, it's, I started late. So when I, uh, I was working a, a full-time job, a desk job when the family started. And so there was, okay, we're doing this, we're doing that. And, um, and then later when we, when I left and did a business, there was a, we started to like a couple years in, we started to do planning and so both kids have stuff you know they have accounts that we pay into every month but right now i'm freelancing so yeah i'm hoping that um i can at least get more steady income and then i can start throwing a little bit more money towards the college because right. i think that's like you said i think the price is crazy but i still think it's important to have a degree i mean the, the numbers about you know what your future salary looks like if you have a degree versus not still tilt towards a degree one of the, we talk about changes. I mean, one of the things that we used to spend our money and our time on was projects and like before, home projects. Yes. Got it. Like we, and we had a different house before we, we bought a new house right before we got him. And, and it was, it was, not, it was not in, in, in terrible shape by any stretch of the imagination, but it was dated. It was a little bit dated. And so we were going through and, and like ripping up carpets and, and oh my God, there was a tortoise, there was tortoise shell. We ripped up a carpet in the Whoa. foyer and there was tortoise shell tile over wow. the hardwood, over the hardwood floor. Like actual tortoise shell. No, just tortoise shell covered, colored oh, oh, tile from, oh. you know, 1972. That is not as horrible as actual tortoise shell tile, which is what yes, I also no, thought. No, actual, actual tortoises. Um, no, uh, they're very slow. So it's basically so we floor. Chipped, yeah. you know, we sat there and chipped all that stuff. Anyway, we, we used to, that's what, that was. That was what we used to do in our spare time as a, like a fun thing that I would do together with my wife. And oh, so you, you, now, you're not just like, we're going to spend the money on it, but we're going to do it ourselves kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. DIY. And, right. And now 
you know, I mean, the house that we bought was in better, it was more up to date and it still, it still needs some work, but we don't have time for that. Yeah. <laughs> so, so because, and because the project that we work on together is him. <laughs> nice. That's the other, that's that's the other that thing. Is, I mean, that's, that's, that's the, that's, that's what it, having a kid did for us. It, it was another way of, cause I think, I think that becomes a, and I see this with some of my married friends who don't have kids is like trying to find stuff to do together. Cause if you don't do stuff together, then you, you know, it's like, why are you right? Why, why are, are you together, together at all? Yeah. Yeah. And so you have to find things to do together. And besides it, besides it, the and act. right. Um, uh, I was going to say this too. Like, so we bought a how I, me and the ex bought a house thinking, oh, we'll stay here forever because we're just going to have a small family. And the realities of living kind of proved otherwise that mm. we were going to need more space. And then the same thing happened with the combination of business and second child that, you know, the winter's here along. And so it's good to have rec space inside the house, like a place for the recreation place for the kids to do stuff inside um, on the really insanely cold days right. so there was that so then yeah miscalculations all around over here but um <laughs> but um that that you know like now that's something i have to think about wherever i move if i ever move i will have to have space for my girls and you know if there's any other people in my life whether with kids then i've got to think about that too so that's, you should send one of them here because we have too much space. You do? Oh, well, Marla would love it up there. <laughs> well, we were going right to, so we bought a bigger house thinking we were going to have probably two. Mm. Um, and then mm. my wife got cancer Damn. a few years ago and she's fine now, fortunately. I mean, everything to hear turned that. out, turned out great. Um, and, Good. but it was, but, it, but by the time it was, that was over, we were like, in our, you know, I'm in my, my late forties and she was approaching her mid forties and we're like, do we really have the energy for another kid running around right now? And it's like, I think, I think we're okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, think we'll, I think we'll be fine with just him. Well, so we got a dog instead. Right. And you need the space for the dog. And he's yes. And he is. Yes. Well, the size of a child. I feel like we, we haven't expressed enough, enough mutual sympathy for each other that uh, we all had to give up so much television watching. But mm -hmm. before, before we commiserate, I was thinking, you know, we talked about all the money we're saving for our kids' education and futures. We should talk about the one thing our listeners should spend money on right now. Indeed. You know what it is? I do. It's day one. Oh my. Day well, one. Thinking, what? That's great. <laughs> I read your good... freaking minds. Wow. You like that segue? That's good. They pay me the big bucks for the segues. Yeah, you're, you're a broadcasting professional. Thank you. Uh, let's be well, honest. Day one which we mentioned at the outset of the show is at yeah. dayoneapp.com. Mm -hmm. It is a, uh, it's a personal journaling app for the Mac Ooh. and for iOS. It means you can use it on your iPhone, your iPad or your Mac, pretty much any Apple device that doesn't connect, you know, to uh, to Netflix. That doesn't work. Let me try again. Other, any Apple other than app, the iPod, other than the iPod shuffle. Right. It works on, it works on <laughs> those three things. Forget it. I have nothing else to say. iOS. About iOS. But it's good. It's good. It's, it's a, it's a journaling app that John and John are going to tell you all about right now. <laughs> It is a great way to log moments in you and your life and in your you. kids' lives. Moments and the lives of those you're stalking. 
No. <laughs> Indigestion um, was a moment in me. So, this yeah. would be a great app for stalking somebody, wouldn't it? It would. I mean, you know, <laughs> that's a terrible thing. Just don't want watched me to say her that. do the they laundry. They don't want me to say that. But anyway. No. It's yeah. good for um, logging events and and moments and and uh, trips, vacations, milestones, bowel movements, <laughs> steps you've taken. That's right. It logs oh, your, yeah. your motion if you're using the iPhone. Weather. 5S. And, and my favorite feature, which I mention every time, Markdown support. And uh, you know, we talk about it each time. It syncs between I'm all bring your that devices. Up again in five minutes. So your journaling is going to be there. Whatever you've written, it's going to show up on your Mac, your iPhone, your iPad. Yep. And uh, now, a relatively new feature just released a couple weeks ago called Publish. Publish. You can take any individual memory that you've logged in day one and say, turn this into a a published web page. Now you've got a a static URL that you can send your friends to that's got this very cleanly laid out page with whatever you've shared in your day one post. And when you look at day one, you see how beautiful it is. You know, if you look at your photos over history, you get this kind of beautiful photo album view of of your your life if you look at the individual entries just with the text and the photos and your your beautiful markdown text i should say and all that stuff you say wow i bet they can make a really lovely web page out of this and indeed they do yeah it's gorgeous and it's great too for let's say you're at a family event and you take a bunch of pictures and you want to save those for yourself in day one great you can do that but you also can then say okay i want to publish these four pictures to this to to day one dot me and i can then share that link and it's you know it's it's sure it's public out on the internet but it's not on facebook it's not on a social network really so less it's it's a little more quiet maybe is the way to say it quiet publishing and sharing it's mm-hmm. i mean you can you can tweet and uh facebook and foursquare your stuff too like you can you can Post to the web, like you could say, publish. You can decide what the social aspect of That's it is. That's right, but you have some you have some uh, granularity, right. I think is the right word to right. choose there. Yeah. Um, but it looks awesome, and I think it's a great way to, to do micro-sharing. Maybe that's a better way to say it. Yeah. The, um, the, calen- the calendar view to me is, is what it's all about. And one of the great things that I like is the flexibility that it gives you to enter, to make entries. Because if you just, you can... The easiest thing to do is tap the little plus sign and that'll make an entry for right now, which is what you're, whatever you're doing right now, I want to make an entry, but I do a lot of like backtracking because I always forget, like I'll forget to, to write something down and I want to go back to yesterday. So you go to the calendar and you tap on yesterday and then you can make an entry for the day before, or you can go to previous entries that you've made and tap on those and edit them as well. Yeah. I never said that. (laughs) <laughs> that's that's why i changed the old yeah, yeah, so for the to, record for the record head on over to dayoneapp.com and uh tell them that turning this car around sent you if that's too long you can just say ttca is fine they'll know who you mean you could say john moltz's recommendation about markdown <laughs> sent me i heard that i can uh, edit my history so i'm that's here that's right that's right <laughs> But seriously, we used to have the, the TV on all day on the weekends. Like we would do all our TiVo catch up on the weekends. Oh, God, and I, was, I know so many more shows trading spaces. I haven't seen a home improvement oh, show. Wow. Yeah. Oh yeah. My gosh. <laughs> right. And those, like, are, those are our, that, those, that show is arguably not home improvement, but that's true. Home ruining shows. <laughs> but for me, the biggest difference or the biggest, it's not even quite a difference, but I can't uh, binge watch shows. I can only be jealous of my friends who say, oh, I just watched all of House of Cards season two. I'm like two episodes away 
We're recording this on March 13th. That's the view behind the curtain. I'm still probably two days away from from finishing House of Cards season two. Uh, I'm because, weeks away. Uh, when do you have? To, I mean, I'm, <laughs> I, I've opted out of House of Cards. I, I don't. I just. Uh, I can't do everything, you know. Right. I know. <laughs> well, so, so what I we I never we never play video games, and I I've talked about this on the show before. I have my kids don't have enough introduction to to console style video games because you got to pick and choose what you're going to do with the time. But like I, I I miss the ability to binge watch. If this is uh, the, the sounds like uh, the helicopters are coming for somebody. <laughs> yeah, it's it's super loud over here in Jersey today. <laughs> is that a helicopter? Is that a jackhammer or a it's, sewing machine? It's a helicopter. It's it's. There have been a couple. They haven't said why, but some kind of military training exercise has been going on where they're sending helicopters back and forth every day for the past few days, and everybody's worried about it and thinks we're about to get bombed here in New Jersey. Mm, Red Dawn kind of scenario. Yeah. Uh-huh. But so I apologize um, if I blow up during the show, but the. Um, it's it's the ability to let me let me take another tack at this. Lauren and I decided we wanted to have kids while we were younger. Uh, one because my own parents are older and they feel kind of like a different generation for many reasons, and then two because we wanted to have them while we were younger. So that, it's all because we were younger, but so that we could you know feel closer to them generationally, so that we could have a little bit more energy for them, and so that then once we were empty nesters, we'd still be young enough that we didn't feel like we were too geriatric to enjoy our empty nestingness. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think the number one thing I'm looking forward to when I'm an empty nester is just watching Netflix all freaking day. <laughs> putting, on, putting on the Depends. That's right. And just sitting down. Yeah. Your astronaut diaper. <laughs> the feeding tube. I think that's the, that, that's the one thing, though, about, about where, you know, living today is we can, not only do we get the benefits of a streaming media source or several streaming media sources and the time shifting that TiVo allows mm. and DVRs allow is that it sure it's a benefit to us because then we can pick and choose when we watch things which is nice but we can do that with our kids too like um, Marlo never really got into Sesame Street and so I've been sitting with her and just at night having like a brief Elmo session like you know just a 10 minute slot intro to Elmo yeah and she likes it. She really, but she wouldn't watch it earlier. She just would was not the. I don't know if the puppets freaked her out or what, but <laughs> she now will watch it and she loves it. And she'll sit totally still and she's just right. Her attention's right there, and um, and so it's nice to be able to go. Let's watch Sesame Street, and I don't have to. I don't have to have a stack of it on my DVR. I can just go click, 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 and we're in. We're in an episode. Love that. But there's not enough time to watch all the awesome stuff right now. I still, I mean, I still, we still get a lot of binge watching in, but it's just like, it's Clone Wars, you know, it's, <laughs> which I might've watched anyway, but, uh, yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely down, uh, down the age scale. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So, adventure uh, time, Best yeah, adventure. adventure time. Um, we were doing Barney for a while. I think we're out oh, successfully. God. We've, we've emerged from the Barney phase. That we was another thing that it. changed. Was was not just me- time to consume media. Was the actual media that was being yes. shown, sure, in the home was not. Yeah, it was geared towards kids. Most like most of the TV watching that happens here is, well, now it's Frozen, the movie Frozen. Like, oh my god, the kids are all over that. Every time they, my kids want to watch that, I'm just like, let it go. Ah, that's that's my Frozen joke. It's a great joke. I don't get it. Yeah, Mulch has parents of daughters can appreciate that joke. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And, and was the of, uh, was the was the moment of 
birth the was it um completely transformational for you or uh or was it it would do was it more gradual because for me you know we took a trip and then someone <laughs> handed us a one-year-old and it was kind to me my my wife was just describes it as like ex euphoria i mean just like the happiest moment mm. and my for me it was a little bit more shock <laughs> i was i like i like i have no idea what i'm doing here i have no idea what to do with this kid and you know and it was a process of becoming familiar with him and and figuring out what to do did did uh, you have a build-up to that moment like did you know you were going to go and do it and you had like a, a timeline and you kind of knew yeah yeah it was all it was all it was all planned out okay for so for a couple i mean like a like a couple months beforehand the, the actual trip was planned uh and actually more like a month more like a month beforehand for and, me well sorry go ahead but i don't know but i don't know if the if the you know the, the lack of a pregnancy made it a little more shocking for me or right. if um if that might have happened that way anyway i mean i, I know that Lauren and I have faced most of adulthood with shock and disbelief <laughs> at the things that are happening. I guess it's really more just like that everything seems surreal and you like can't believe this is my life. And so when she was pregnant, couldn't believe that she was pregnant, like understood how it had happened, had intended for it to happen. But still, it's like <laughs> it's actually happening and it's happening to us. And then like mm. labor and being in yeah. the hospital, the whole thing. It's like, I, I can't believe this is our lives at this moment. Um, I still can't believe I have three kids that are all my responsibility. Um, but yeah, maybe, I, maybe because it was an adoption, it seemed like, and I didn't want to do this, but it's, it seemed like the kind of thing that could not happen, you know, like it, like it might not happen for some mm, reason. Oh uh, yeah. As opposed to a pregnancy where, okay, this it, is, well, this is happening. There's still some medical, I mean, there's still, for sure. me, there was some anxiety there's around still, right, the, right. the prenatal, yeah, you know, or natal time right. um right. but when when the when both my kids were born the moment was not it wasn't a a you know beams of light from the sky and spielberg effects and everything you know like awesome cinematography it wasn't like that it was more like there she is wow she's beautiful and then holy shit, I'm going to be changing a lot of diapers right now. <laughs> yeah. But, right. Yeah. you know, and, and if it wasn't that exact thought, it was a similar sort of like, not downer, but sort of like the weight of, here's this kid, you know, this is a life that's in my hands now. That that moment was pretty intense. But I think that, I don't think that that's just because it was a natural childbirth that was of my you know, my, my offspring. Right. I, th I think that my, my, I've thought about this a lot. If, if I adopted a kid. Wow. That was exciting. Uh -huh. <laughs> if I adopted a kid, I, I would, I would still have the feeling of, I would have those, those, those feelings of excitement, anticipation, um, happiness, joy, but also holy shit. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. I think holy shit is like one of the major mental states of parenting in general. Yeah. I, I, what I remember most about when my oldest was born was just this, you know, it was an emergency C-section emergency after 30 something hours. 
And I was just there under the heat lamp uh, where they had put Anya. And I was like, I was talking to her and I'm like, I, I have no idea what I'm doing. Like, it wasn't panic. It was just like, I, I was talking to her. I'm like, I, you can't understand anything I'm saying. We don't yet really know each other. I have no idea what I should be doing right now, but I'm, Take some I'm, notes. I'm not going to leave you. I'm Take some notes because you'll want to remember this later. And eventually the, uh, the nurses kicked me out because I had my head under the heat lamp with her. And they're like, dad, you are bright red. You need to leave this room for a couple minutes to cool down because you've been standing <laughs> under that heat lamp for so long. So intensely. Um, and I don't remember if I've talked about this on the show or not, but we took Anya home eventually. And, you know, you walk in the house for the, for the first time with a kid and you're like, what the hell do I do now? Yes. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And for us, we were like, well, we have this fancy swing we bought. Let's put Anya in the swing. And we put her in the swing and it was nice, but I have never forgiven myself in retrospect. I don't think we did something wrong oh, per se, yeah, but I just feel this. shitty that the first thing I did was put her in the swing. Like I could have kept holding her. It was fine. I didn't have anything else to do. I'm a jerk. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you're not. What's wrong? No, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. You're figuring it out. I don't think that that's a bad, I mean, the fact that you're even involved with your kid's life is a major step forward from your, your past life. There's a lot of people, men, I think in particular, who, okay, kid, go with your mom. I'm going to go back to being a dude and doing my thing. I think there's a lot of men out there still who do that. I think we are unusual, actually, in the population right now. I think it's changing, but I think the involvement that the three of us have had in our kids' lives, it's very different from the norm that was, for sure, in the past, like our parents' generation. Yeah, definitely. You know, the the dads, how the dads interact with kids and what the dad meant to the kid and mm. what it meant to be a dad all those things have changed dramatically and i still think that we're on the front edge of this that we're even talking about fatherhood you know there's not that's 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 a conversation that's really just starting to hit i think mainstream men used to deny it like deny that they were parents <laughs> yes well if they wanted to pick up hookers for sure i have no children right no i don't know where these kids came from they're not mine <laughs> but there was this kind of you know there's a, like a not maybe not detached but there was a distance f- f- being a father to to the kids and so lex you you were there a lot That's of true. men like it used to be you weren't even there for the birth men were out in the late waiting room right yeah and we I was just from, at a well check today, so I'm, I still go to yeah, those even when I don't I, have to. Yeah, I took... Because I, I want to. I held Marlo yesterday so she'd get her last immunizations for kindergarten. That was interesting. Oh, she man, did can great. I just tell you, by the way, Liam today going to the doctor's office, his three-year well check. I don't want to get a shot today. Can I have no shots? I'm scared about shots. And he's telling us all this. And we're like, we, we don't know. We're not in control. Let's not worry about it. Let's deal with everything else first. And the doctor comes in and the doctor's making him laugh, and which is great. And he's like, I don't want any shots today. And they're like, well, let's not worry about it. I mean, I don't know if you're going to have shots or not, but let's not worry about it because he had just hadn't checked. And then at the end, they look and he's like, actually, you don't need any immunizations today. You don't need them until you're four or five. And Liam's palpable joy was probably one of my top three parenting moments. <laughs> Uh, that's the greatest since in, since his birth but he was just <laughs> out of his mind i don't have to have a shot he was jumping up and down and running around the exam room it was great yeah they yeah. ended up having to give him a shot to calm him down <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <Tackle>. <laughs> 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 tranquilizer gun <laughs> that'll learn him yeah <laughs> I, I, but the fact that you were even there for, i mean that's what i'm saying is that uh, oh, I, yeah. I, I don't I mean, think you should dad, be so hard on dad. yourself i that, i mean 
you know, I think we, this generation in particular, I don't know what it is. I don't know what the deal is, but we're really more verbally hard on ourselves about our parenting choices. I don't know if it's the social part of it. Like we're more social uh, and more public with our lives. I don't know. I think some of it's that. And I think some of it's, you know, we're trying to avoid making the mistakes that our parents made (laughs) because everybody talks, people talk about it all more now. And so you want to avoid those mistakes. And so you're constantly worried. Are you going to screw your kids up as bad as your parents screwed up you? (laughs) That might just be me. I don't know. (laughs) No, no, I'm there. I'm there. I've, I've had that. John, where are you? You're being awfully quiet right now. Yeah, no, we're all screwed up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like these guys are weird. I don't know these guys are weirdos. Yeah, and <laughs> I'm I, awesome. I, uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't know any like demographic information, but you know, or, or generational information about this stuff. But it seems like we're part of a, a generation that has come up talking about stuff like this, whereas previous generations didn't talk. I mean, didn't talk about how we were dissatisfied previous generations didn't talk about how they were dissatisfied with what their parents did to them. (laughs) And, and and it was just, it was more like, yeah, it was more like, well, that's the way I was raised. So I'm going to do it again because that's what I know. Whereas we're, our generation is, is more like, what can we do better? What can we do better? That wasn't completely satisfying for me (laughs) because of this, 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 and this. So I want to try and do something different. Mm-hmm. yeah that's a pretty astute observation i think that's pretty there's, more, there's more therapy now there is right. therapy is okay less you're stigma not, you're not, with the therapy right now. yeah, yeah you, no, you're no, not no, i'm, I'm not certainly not i'm not saying that's a bad thing at all it's a great right thing. right I, I my personal belief is that at some point everybody should go and do some therapy everybody. i have my appointment tonight dude back off <laughs> finally <laughs> dr mark yeah i finally got a therapist to call me back these guys the, the audience doesn't know but the hosts know that i was really feeling like now i need a therapist because i'm so crazy no therapist will call me back it's good times i got one to call back i got two to call back actually nice so you could choose right well no, I'm, I'm i have them seeing each other and then just okay tell me any of them are very busy yeah well that's it the, eventually that's they were like why they i had a couple more call me back and say i didn't call you back sooner because i have no availability well okay just leave me to languish then. You think they would put that on their voicemail? Yes. Like, hey, uh, thank you for calling. If you're calling, you know, blah, blah, blah. I, I don't have any openings. However, you can call so-and-so and so-and-so. And they you, might, you know what I mean? You know like, why they don't, though? Yeah, I know. Because their parents clearly fucked them up. Yeah, their parents got all up in their business about communication. and That's why they're psychologists now. Oh, yeah. They're the craziest of all. Crazy. Awesome. I don't feel, I, you know, I'm the third kid. And out of how many? I th- Three? Uh, uh, yes. And my brothers, I think, are slightly resentful of my dad not having been around more. Um, but I don't feel that because I had older brothers. Mm. Interesting. And they That's were, they really were like, and they're like four and six years older than me. So, you know, significant, old, old and older than me enough to have been like figures that I, looked up to as opposed to just like peers yeah yeah i had that too there's six years between me and my next oldest sibling yeah yeah and then there's you know and my oldest the oldest in the family was i think 12 or 14 when i was born 14 i think so he's more like i have more resentment about how my brother treated me than about yeah exactly (laughs) see i'm the youngest and interesting 
I had two older sisters and I don't, they, they were, they weren't role. I mean, they weren't like bad people, but they weren't role models in the sense that I, I don't recall looking up to them and saying, Oh, I want to do the things that they're doing. I don't know if it was a gender gap or what, but there, there definitely wasn't that I want to do everything that they're doing. I was mostly excited when I became an only child effectively when they went to college Yeah, and I could do whatever I wanted. Yeah. I see. It's interesting that we're we're all younger in the family lineup. I think yeah, it's an interesting. Probably some one of us is going to have to. One of us is going to have to go. <laughs> well, it's Hunger Games. Oh yeah. God, it's not me, is it? It's yeah, <laughs> the deadliest game. <laughs> Run, go. <laughs> no, get the I, weapons. I, anyway, I I I just I, we shouldn't be so hard on ourselves. I, the other thing I think that needs to be pointed out is that we're trying to have a humorous conversation here. Um, there's some interesting uh, feedback in the iTunes store about, or in the iTunes podcast section. And I, I just think we should state, if it's not clear, that if we make fun of stuff, we're not serious. <laughs> At least I'm mostly not serious. <laughs> Except for Lex. I'm, Wait, when I talk about Lex, Lex I'm Lex deadly and I are serious. Deadly serious. Wait, now, now I have to look it up. What are people saying? And by the way, you should absolutely go to iTunes and leave us a, a fond and favorable review. Because how else are we going to get filthy, dirty podcast rich? Right. And... <laughs> Thank First you of all, for those who have done so already. Yeah, I don't know if Fred 3's review is serious or not, sincere or not, but I really mm. liked it. Mm. I'm hoping it's true because he referenced like all of our lives in different ways. But who, who, who's worried that we're too serious? I want to read the review aloud on the air. Uh, I can't, it was, <laughs> hold on. I had high hopes for this podcast because Hell of John yeah. Moltz, but after <laughs> listening to a number of episodes, I can't recommend it. Aside from the poor production quality, thank you, it's hard for the average father to relate to discussions of nanny management. Finally, I was offended by the gratuitous anti-Catholic comment that could easily have been edited out, but that they instead called attention to. We'll be hearing about that. Too bad. You know, I'm going to stop listening to this show too. So we got, so we got to do more anti-Jewish stuff. Right. <laughs> we need to, that's what i'm hearing right is that what you're hearing yes boy yeah, that's the message i got from that review okay good actually the reviews are pretty good yeah Th- there's one negative yeah uh, that's no. the one yeah <laughs> from <laughs> in case you couldn't tell from the pope <laughs> we should probably do more uh social marketing on the show as well like we are on tumblr as turning this uh, turning this car around you can just go to turningthiscararound.com to find us, right? You can do that, but that's a Tumblr site. So if you're on Tumblr, just look for Turning This just Car Around. Just click follow. Follow. Right. Uh, so you can ask us questions there. Ask is turned on. Um, I think it's even in the menu right at the top. So, and then there, then we're, of course, we're on Twitter as TTCA Show. Uh, and then we all have our individual Twitter accounts, which right. we note in the show notes do you worry about which we provide for every episode Mm -hmm. i guess one other change from from you know before you were parent after do you worry about and i'm not even talking about the the mommy blogging piece if you'll forgive the term but do you worry about the stuff that you post and share online and how it could affect your kids eventually yeah i do yes yes and so does it change anything that's why all of the names that i provide have been changed I'm actually John Moltz. <laughs> I don't have children. No, I to say that. <laughs> I, I've, I, I plan think, on having children later. Right. The, one of the best things I've heard, and I've heard this from several different um, bloggers and online people, that early on, the, the experience is, is fairly universal. You know, you're dealing with milestones like, you know, 
becoming a parent and what what is breastfeeding like or not like and formula and diapers and all this stuff. And I, so I think that that, that transition from non-parent to parent, everybody's got an, a, a story to tell there that I think is not, it's not like it's the same exact story, but it's, there's some universal elements there. So it's not like you're specific in saying, you know, my kids shits were epic or whatever. Like even that, like <laughs> I joke with my kids about that now. So, you know, whatever internet, like if you want to joke with them too, fine, whatever. But you know what I'm saying? Like that's anything that's been really something that I think could, um, your daughter goes to apply for a job 20 years from now. <laughs> tell me more about the epic shit of yeah, 1999. Tell, yeah. yeah, right. It seems like uh, 20 years ago you had some problem with epic shitting. Will, will that be a problem for your work ethic? We're not sure that we want that in our bathrooms. What have you done to take care of your epic shitting? <laughs> How did you solve that problem? <laughs> uh, no, just, yeah, yeah. Like, I am I am careful about that. I try, and this, I actually had some concerns about this show that people would think that um some of the things i've said would be that i'm being um like i'm dissing my kids when i you know and i i think i've been way too self-critical about that because i'm trying to be funny and actually i'm trying to make fun of myself and, and honestly i think that know. we're safer in the podcast form like i'm a little bit more careful about yeah. what i post but the podcast like they're not the number one thing is you know are they gonna get made fun of or have problems years later because of what you said about them but yeah, right. none of my daughters or son's peers are ever going to listen to these this then years old podcast yeah. and try to find yeah. this scoop on them uh and if you are doing that man you should find something better to do with your time Seriously. right if, it's, if you're listening to this 20 years from now you suck wow <laughs> future people but, we hate you it's funny though because you took it slightly like there is that piece of you know what you're gonna say about your kids and then i also worry like if i make jokes that involve an f-bomb online and they see it when they're mm. a little older is that a problem is it bad that i've written no. sex jokes on the internet i don't know he I don't already know knows all the words and knows that I use them when he's not around. Sometimes yeah. when he is around. <laughs> I've I've tended to look at it like, what do I joke with them about that I would joke with them no matter who is in the room? It's, you know, it's not like a personal, like, what do we, as a family, when we're sitting around the dinner table or we're in the car driving somewhere, what are the kind of humorous things we talk about? Mm -hmm. And so... Yeah that's ten that tends to be what i shared like for example i tweeted a couple days ago about marlo made this comment she had this cookie that she was going to eat after getting these shots her vaccinations and she goes dad this frosting has protein in it now i've talked to her about protein i've actually talked to her older sister about protein but not not marlo and so marlo's for and that she picked that up like that's oh it's important to have protein well this frosting has protein yeah <laughs> perfect right it's great it's a beautiful kid moment Early on, I had John edit out something that I said that I felt was too personal. Oh, mm. right, I remember. So uh, I, I tweeted all about it, and now, I, now, now, and now I'm going to tell you what it is. No, um, <laughs> right. So you know, I'm thinking about it all the time, really. Right. I, I think that's a change too. We do um, like our kids. Yes. Uh, so we if do. you're trying to be funny online, having kids might change that. Or it did for me. Um, I, I, early, I was part of the kind of the first wave of bloggers. Right. So there was a lot of uh, concern trolling that was happening. Like <laughs> what you're putting your kid this way in the car seat. And so I'm like, okay, people. <laughs> so I like did a post about jumping the car and doing stunt driving and you know, all this stuff I would never do with my kid in the car. And, um, 
you know, because it was just like, give me a fucking break, people. Come on. I had somebody do that about my dog. <laughs> oh, my God. Concern wow. troll me about my dog. Like, it's something. Anyway. <laughs> people will find, find some a way, way to ruin it. Uh, yeah. I think a lot of um, a lot of issues that c- come from people's pasts, like their own family life, their own family dynamics. A lot of the concern trolling that happens is because I think there's a perception that because you're online that that your life is more idealized or something, and they didn't have that, and and so they're gonna like jump in and get all crazy about it, right? You know, that's one theory. Also, there's that article that said that trolls are like inhuman and yeah, path, you know, pathological freaks. Mm-hmm. So if you're trolling, yeah, I mean, I you might want I, to take I feel there. like I've been trying to be pretty clear that I don't. At least personally, don't feel like I'm holding myself up by doing this podcast as <laughs> we're not experts. A role we're model really experienced in parent and fatherhood, <laughs> right? I think I've been pretty clear about that. I mean, I'm doing my best. I try to do better every day. There you go. But uh, you know, and maybe I have some tips. Right. But I, I'm not. I am not saying that I am. A, I am a role model to follow. And the thing is, I don't think anybody's an expert. Cause it's not, you can't get a ton of practice. Yeah. Even if you have 10 kids, you right. know, you're every kid's different, right? You can't get a ton of practice. It's hard. But although yeah. I will say I was, I was vetted before I became a parent. <laughs> it's true. Unlike, unlike you guys. And I, I, I will say I am kind of an expert. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like to vet both of you as much as possible. That's what he uses day one for. <laughs> Vetting. <laughs> Vetting. Today, John said, mm-hmm. he's wrong. That's right. Go to day1f.com. <laughs> <laughs> About how to judge your friends. <laughs>